Now that parents explain to me, well, I let my teenager listen to rock music because that's all he'll listen to. Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out, and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. This is the GOAT. Yeah.
his vessel of light and descend into death. Before that, the epic Son of Man. Welcome to the GOAT. Dan Lorenzo is our guest, and if that name isn't familiar to you, it probably should be. I'm guessing you might be a poser, so stay tuned, and maybe by the end of this, you won't be as big of a poser. But Dan is the guitarist for thrash metal giants Hades, and throughout the years, Dan has had a hand in a plethora of amazing metal projects. The Cursed with Blitz from Overkill, and the band in the spotlight this week, Vessel of Light. Dan, let's go back. How did it all start? What got me into all of it? The band Kiss, for sure. Um, probably 1976, 77, I was really into Kiss and Aerosmith. And I had a Greek mythology class, and uh, the name Hades came up. I picked the name, and I said, I'm going to be Dan from Hades. And then a few months later, in 1978, I started playing guitars. And uh, before we even, like, you know, did a show, before I had anybody in the band, I was considered myself Dan from Hades. We, in 1979, Hades was pretty much a cover band. I mean, we try and write some original songs, but you know, looking back now, they were kind of silly. And uh, and then, so Hades played out as a cover band until uh, uh, like the club scene was really good around here, 1980, 81, 82, even 83. And then they raised the drinking age. So uh, we were a cover band playing three sets a night of like Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Ozzy, and. Uh, then the band had a really big lineup change, like pretty much everybody except for my drummer. So the Hades that most people know really came out in 1987 with our first album, Resisting Success. Now to be that far in and to make that sort of drastic lineup change, what brought that on? Um, my bass player left to join a band called Attacker who had a deal with Metal Blade. We kicked out our singer kind of stupidly. I was listening to my guitar tech, who's still my one of my best friends in the world right now, but he was kind of putting pressure on me to get rid of the singer. And then um, we got a different singer who has had, he's dead now, but he had some, some issues, and uh, pretty much the whole band quit on me, except for the drummer, Tom Coombs. Oh, it was very depressing for a while because, um, you know, I kind of had some connections. I thought I could get a record deal. I had some songs, and the, one of the best days of my life back then was meeting my uh, longtime friend, Scott LePage, who came down to my house. And he was a few years younger than me, and his style was definitely different than mine. He was way better guitar player than I, I'll ever be. And um, he kind of brought a new life to Hades. And, and then Hades played in 1986, 87, 88, 89. And actually 30 years ago today, we were on tour in Europe, and we broke up that band. And I had to start a whole brand new band. Again, I was like, you know, Dan from Hades, which was my lifelong dream, 30 years ago, right about now, that whole lineup went kaput, you know? We did, we did a three-week tour of Europe, and we were starting to argue right away. The singer and I were just not getting along, and uh, he was kind of like, just stop talking to me, which never helps any situation.
from Hades from the album Resisting Success. That's The Leaders. To go from that classic thrash sound with Hades to Vessel of Light, it wasn't an overnight deal. That I know. Where did the more rock and doom vibes come from? Yeah, you know, Hades has a song called Night Stalker where we're tuned down to C sharp, and I tried to get the other guys in the band to tune down, and they weren't interested. They thought their necks of their guitars would break off. And then I talked them into tuning down for a song called Rebel Without a Brain and Face the Fat Reality. So I was always interested in tuning down. The other guys literally thought their necks would warp in 1988 and 89, and they didn't want to tune down. So when Hades broke up, nonfiction was just me uh, as far as my... I was the only guitar player in nonfiction, and I, quote-unquote, discovered Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, where previous to that I was more into... You know, I grew up on ACDC and KISS and Aerosmith, and I got into Judas Priest and Slayer. But um, really around probably 1990, I kind of fell in love with Black Sabbath and, and Led Zeppelin. And that, to me, nonfiction, The Cursed, my three solo albums, they all sound like Vessel of Light. They sound like me because it's just me on guitar. So um, after I put out my three solo albums, which was after Hades broke up, they were all self-financed and released. And, you know, it's hard to get a buzz on yourself on a solo record. I mean, I'm not really a singer, and I attempted to sing. But one of my biggest fans of my solo material was Bobby Blitz. So we discussed, you know, doing a record together. And like I said, I mean, to me, I found my own true style in probably 1990, because previous to that, I was playing with Tom Coombs on drums, Jimmy Shulman, Ed Furman, Scott LaPace, these monstrous musicians. And I think I wrote riffs that you know they were me but they were kind of trying to impress the musicians in the band and around 1990 i said you know what you know i can't play guitar i'm not even as good as ace freely or angus young but i can almost pull off that style you know i'm almost as good as them and i'm just going to play what comes naturally to me and i've been doing that ever since 1990 uh with you know what i call a non-fiction sound the cursed and vessel of life
years ago, I discovered a band called Ancient Wisdom, or a little more than two years ago, and I became friendly with the singer via email. Then we started talking, and I have a little home recording unit here with you know maybe 200 song ideas. They might be one riff, they might be two riffs, they might be you know full song. But I've always had material laying around. So after the cursed, I'm I play basketball. That's one of the other passions of my life the last 20 years. And after the cursed album happened. I really didn't see myself ever playing uh, music again with, in a band, but occasionally I would jam Kiss covers with Ron Lipnicki, who I got into Overkill, and Jimmy Shulman. And after we did that one time a couple years ago, I, I drove out to Cleveland. I live in New Jersey. I drove to Cleveland. I met with Nathan Opposition, and we had the only ever Vessel of Light rehearsal with uh, me and him. And um, he uh, you know, had written lyrics to some of my songs that I had laying around, and then after we got a record deal, I was so inspired. Um, I wrote a bunch of more songs, which bunch more songs, which became Woodshed. And Woodshed was the first album ever where I recorded all the guitars first. And for the third Vessel of Light album, and even for the Sabbath covers, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. Oh, no, the Sabbath covers are actually live. I think most of it. But um, you know, traditionally you record in the studio. The drums go first, then you add the bass, then you add the guitars, then you add the vocals. But Woodshed. I mapped out the whole album, uh, all the songs on the album, uh, literally just me to a click track. You know, when we did the nonfiction record, it, non, the nonfiction record in the know was the first album I ever used a click track to. And what I noticed was it would be me and the drummer playing along with the, the click. And as soon as the click was on, I could almost like not really focus if the drummer was doing anything that, you know, might have distracted me or maybe nervous or anxious or apprehensive in the past. Like recording was always so stressful. But once I heard the click track, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so easy. And I literally recorded the In the No album in one take. And I ended up doing the same thing with the Cursed Room Full of Sinners. Like, I don't even make a mistake. I just play the same thing. And if I do make a little tiny mistake, um, instead of doing it over, I'll just record the second guitar track, and you really won't hear the tiny mistake. So it just made me so much more relaxed to record to a click because a click never changes the tempo. Um, you know, a drummer could be pulling you or slowing you down or whatever. So, you know, and Bobby Blitz is funny. He warned me before I did it the record this way. He said, make sure you don't lose your, you know, your whole feel. And I'm like, all right, I'll think about that, you know. And I, I played along to the click, and it was just very calming. But it was also very odd because I had no idea what Nathan was going to do on drums or on vocals or anything. We had no idea. So, um, but now I tell you, it's probably my preferred way of recording. Man, 
and I was just petrified before the show. But then we, we got a sound check, we went backstage, and a certain calm came over me. And I will say right now, I feel like probably more anxious before the shows happen, but right before we go on stage, I kind of calm down. But the first song or two, I, I will have to admit I have cotton mouth. I get very, very nervous. Yeah. 
I'm really proud of us because um, I just found a video last night that I recorded uh, at Nathan's apartment, second time we met right before we recorded our debut EP. It's 23 months ago, so in 23 months, he and I have written close to 35 songs together because the new album will have, uh, I recorded 14 songs, but we're going probably only released 10 or 11 of them. Um, it's just like I've never been in such a writing mode in my life, and I'm already writing songs for the fourth album because uh, I just I don't want to, I don't see the point in stopping, and I'm not con- uh, con- I'm not trying to consciously write a fourth album, but songs keep coming out of me, so I'm really in a creative hot point for me as far as a songwriter and vessel of light. I, I'm about as happy as I've ever been musically. That's the buzz. That's like that's the drug. I mean, I never did drugs really, and uh, you know that that is the drug for me. Is like, yeah, now right now, I cannot wait. I don't really. I know I shouldn't wish my time away, but I can't wait for the world to hear our third album. Dan, Dan Lorenzo, Lorenzo guitarist from Vessel of Light, our guest this week on the Goat. You've heard material from his almost 40 years in metal, Hades, The Cursed, and we've really put the focus on his latest project, Vessel of Light. Where can everybody go grab a copy of everything you guys have done? Uh, you can buy Vessel of Light Woodshed on Amazon uh, from All That's Heavy in Houston, Texas. All That's Heavy is one of our distributors. Cobraside is in California. Cobraside Distribution. You can buy the vinyl. You can buy the CD. But, you know, iTunes, Amazon, pretty much anywhere it's available. Vessel of Light Woodshed worldwide. Doing our third album. Uh, the end of September, um, I'm flying Nathan back out here. We're going to play in Brooklyn September 27th at Lucky 13. We'll play somewhere else the 28th, the 29th. Ron Lipnicki, my drummer, and I will play a, a benefit with Bobby Blitz, and I'll probably have Nathan come up for a song at a place called The Headliner down the Jersey Shore. And then around that time, we'll film a video. We're supposed to go to Europe the day after Thanksgiving, um, and then the new album will come out January 22nd. But it would be an enormous help to anybody listening if they buy Vessel of Light's EP and Vessel of Light Woodshed, so the record label has enough money to pay us to mix the third album. There's a shadow in the dark 
know, my life was perfect before Vessel Light because I'm happily married for 22 years. I have a job I love with a company called Painful Pleasures. We sell tattoo supplies. I work from home. I go play basketball every day with kids half my age. You know, in the late afternoon, every day it's nice out in the summer. And then on top of all that, I discovered Nathan Opposition from the band Ancient Wisdom. And we became a great, prolific songwriting duo. So pretty much life is perfect.
Vessel of Light with End It All from the album Woodshed, out now everywhere online where you buy your music. So now that you've spent the better part of an hour in the headspace, continue that buzz and snag some of their albums now. Big thanks to Dan Lorenzo, guitarist from Vessel of Light. Thanks for taking us back to Hades through nonfiction and the cursed and uh, for letting us spend an hour with the latest Vessel of Light. And that's going to do it for The Goat. We'll talk to you guys next week. I can't find it. The hell with it.